Hello and welcome to Lost in Sci-Fi and Fantasy. I'm your host, Leo, and today we're talking about Percy Jackson and the Chalice of the Gods, or Percy Jackson and the Olympians, the Chalice of the Gods, as well as the challenge overall. Now, I think before we get started, because that's all we're talking about this episode, is just the challenge and everything to do within that, uh, and pretty much just talking about the Rick Rorden stuff. But, uh, yeah, so what we'll do is we'll first play a little bit of catch-up, because we have a couple of books or bits of books that, you know, I read this past week, before we get to the main event of Chalice of the Gods, which is the, you know, new, newest and last book of the challenge. So to begin, I believe where we left off, I was in... Like, I was, like, halfway through, I think, um, the second Magnus Chase book. And I'm going to just say, overall, the Magnus Chase books are a little bit, eh. They, they kind of fall flat for me. They just don't spark anything, really. Like, overall, the, the Norse mythology stuff is interesting, but there's just some... Like, Magnus doesn't really do much, which is an interesting take for, like, a, a book protagonist, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't work for me. Uh, yeah, so, the second book, it's, it's fine. The third book is also fine, although it ends kind of anticlimactically, because with Norse mythology stuff, you kind of expect it to lead to Ragnarok. It almost always does. <laughs> if it's not set during, like, the actual like time period, the stuff that you're expecting it to go towards is Ragnarok. But it, the entire series is technically about preventing that, so it kind of makes sense that the victory condition is no Ragnarok. So it 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 just kind of falls a bit flat. As well as like the final battle with Loki is a flighting, which is just an insult battle that that just. Like, Magnus's insults amounts to one insult after he builds up his friends, and that's it. It somehow works, but it just it's just not great. Um, and I think that's all I'm going to really say. Overall, the Magnus Chase books are just okay. I think whenever Rick Rorden does a trilogy, it feels like it doesn't have enough room to actually stretch out. It is kind of nice to have the crossover between Percy Jackson and whatnot, because Annabeth makes an appearance at the beginning and the end of the first book, as well as a bit of an appearance at the end of the second book, and then an appearance at the beginning of the third book, just kind of coming around. Plus Percy Jackson showing up in the third book. Now, the, the Magnus Chase books do kind of overlap with the Trials of Apollo books, and you can kind of feel it, like, you'll have Annabeth mention that the communications are down. Uh, or at, at the end of the third book, they're really, really sad because, well, they just got the news that Jason died. But because this book came out before the announcement that Jason was dead, it, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's a very awkward moment with, uh, with that happening. Because 
Yeah, because it happens in the third Trials of Apollo book. And at the end of the third Magnus Chase book is an ad for the third Trials of Apollo book. So, yeah. But yeah, that that does kind of bring up, again, the, the whole timeline issues. Um, they continue again quite strong in, in Chalice of the Gods. And I guess with that said, we can move on to Chalice of Gods. We'll talk Chalice of Gods. Then we'll talk the overall challenge. And what's going to be kind of happening going forward. A lot. I'll tell you that. <laughs> A lot's happening. Uh, but yeah, so let's start with Chalice of the Gods. So I started Chalice of the Gods immediately after I finished the last Magnus Chase book. Got tucked in. This book is extremely short. It is, as far as I can tell the shortest book in the entirety of the Percy Jackson series. Even shorter than The Sea of Monsters. Not by a whole lot, but it's still, you know, quite a bit shorter. Um, and not a whole lot happens. I will be honest that it does kind of tick some of the boxes I've brought up over the course of the challenge. You know, I've complained that, oh, it takes forever to get into the quest. Not so with this. You're kicked straight into it. Um, I've also complained that some of the books are too long. Well, this is the shortest one. Yeah, it, it, it's answered some of my complaints, and it's also answered some of the things I've praised. And it just doesn't feel fully right. Part of that is down to the language used in the book. So Rick Rorden, through his many years of you know writing these books, has started to update his language and how how it's used. Although, for the most part, he tends to keep it fairly consistent. He might bring in a little bit of modern flavor to the text. In this, he slaps you in the face with it. Repeatedly. And aggressively. For the first third of the book, he constantly has Percy just calling older people boomers in his mind, relentlessly, for no fucking reason. I don't get why Rick Rorden was like, yes, yes, boomers. I'm going to have him call everyone boomers for a third of the book. And I think it's supposed to, I guess in Rick Rorden's mind, set up for the, the third act revelation kind of thing, where Percy learns his lesson, kind of, but he, he doesn't, not fully. He doesn't go back and like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't have called them boomers or anything. No, he just he just does it relentlessly and mercilessly <laughs> in his mind. He never says it out loud, though. So what's the plot of the book? Percy is he he's trying to get through his last year of high school. He has to make up the fact that he missed his junior year. And in order to you know do that, he has to go to an alternative high school. That way he can make up the credits, finish on time, get into college with Annabeth. But one major roadblock stands before him. The gods of Olympus feel that he has not paid his debt, you know, of existing. Which you would think they would be like, oh, you know, he saved us from the Titans, he saved us from Gaia, he, you know, he's, he's done a lot of stuff, but no, that's not enough. So, they decide or at least Zeus decides, he needs three recommendation letters. And his dad, in order to help him, has put out 
you know, one of those like classic help wanted or willing to help posters, you know, like you would do if you were trying to mow people's lawns to get a little bit of cash over summer, that kind of thing. Or if there's a missing pet, you know, address, number to call. But yeah, his dad does that for him and puts him out on the, the quest board. And the first person to answer is the god Ganymede, the cup bearer of the gods. He has lost his chalice and he needs Percy to retrieve it. He gives Percy two leads as to where he could go uh, to check on Hebe and to check on Isis. Or to check on Hebe and to check on Iris. So first they decide to check on Hebe the goddess of youth, who is married to uh, Hercules. And it's like an arcade place called Hebejibis. It, it's supposed to be like Hebejibis, but yeah. Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> uh, they go through. This is where Percy calls anyone and everyone a fucking boomer. And they, they try to talk peacefully with Hebe, but... When she catches wind that they're accusing her of potentially having stolen the chalice, she gets extremely angry, turns them into eight-year-olds, and they have to run around um, trying to fight chickens. Eventually, they trick her into, you know, talking and reverting them back to their normal age, to which she then points them at Iris. Like, oh, you know, it might be her. It's not me, but it might be her. So then they go visit Iris, but after they get some help from one of Iris's daughters, who does photography, they talk to her, and she's like, I'll look into it, but in order to do that, you gotta do something for me. Take this staff and go clean it for me. So they go to clean it, come across the river that it needs to be cleaned in, and whatnot. Shenanigans happens. It gets cleaned. They return it to Iris. She's like, you you don't really want to mess with it. It's someone who goes by Gary. You'll find him here. They go there. They find the... They find the culprit. The big bad of this is... Um... It's, it's old age. It is the god of old age who Hercules once wrestled to a standstill... But Percy, in order to defeat him, just embraces him and gets the cup back. But, oh, the quest isn't over yet. He actually has to get it to Ganymede. So he has to infiltrate Olympus, return the cup, and he gets back. And there's that. He gets the letter of recommendation, which is a do-it-yourself kind of letter of recommendation. And that's it. He fills out the letter of recommendation, and there's still two more recommendations to get. So, surprise, this supposed to be a standalone book is a trilogy now the the discussion around it when so before it was even kind of vaguely announced that this might end up being a trilogy i already was kind of tipped off that it might be when it said that like if you read the inside cover of the book that gives you a proper description of what ha what like, the summary is the proper summary it mentions three recommendation letters and when i was first going through it i was like okay so this might end up being a trilogy because of that 
But then, as I was reading, I was like, oh, maybe he'll get, like, a recommendation letter from Hebe and Iris. Because that's the three prominent gods shown here and whatnot. But, no. He does not. He's told that he could have. He could have, like, since he was doing a quest for Iris, he could have asked for a letter of recommendation from her. But he isn't allowed to ask for it after the fact, so it's now a trilogy of books. Unless they decide to just cram the last two into one book to make it like a full-length book. But, yeah, so like I said, this is an extremely short story. It feels like, it definitely feels like he wrote it while working on the Percy Jackson TV series, because he almost certainly did, and he, in fact, a very sweet thing about the book is he dedicates it to the actors that's going to be playing the main three characters in the TV show. I'm very excited for the TV show, by the way. I've seen a full trailer for it. It looks pretty good. Uh, you can definitely see that there's some things that they've changed. As he's... He already warned us that thing, changes would be made to help with the flow of a screenplay. But some of them I'm not a big fan of. Like, these, these are, like, design changes. Like, I'm not a big fan of the way Riptide looks when he's summoning it. It looks like it Star Trek phases in, or like a candle, like a candle lantern kind of thing, where like the flame gets longer. I'm not a big fan of that. But I'll still, like, I'll, I'll hold off my opinions on the show until it comes out. I'm looking forward to it. It comes out in December. I've decided the way I'm going to cover the, the show for this show is I'm going to just wait for it to finish out, and then I'll just talk about the entire season in one episode. Because yeah, it's gonna it would be a pain in the butt to do the two, <laughs> the two episode premiere, and then do it for like a couple of weeks to get to the end, and then at the very end, do a recap. No, I'm just gonna weed out that and just do it. It's just gonna be one whole episode on its own when the show is done. Uh, yeah. So the the positives. Of the book, it is nice to see you know Percy, Annabeth, and Grover doing stuff. It's very small scale. Um, that's a positive that I gave for the Trials of Apollo, but for this, it's a little bit of a negative because with Trials of Apollo, they kind of just you know they they, they get into an area, they kick ass, take names, and get it done. This it's like over the course of a couple of weeks, and you don't really feel it. It's like, okay. Um, it is nice to see Percy just, like, interacting with uh, his stepdad and mom, like, in a casual way. Like, going to school and coming home. Having dinner with the family and his girlfriend. It's it's very sweet. It's nice. Uh, Timeline-wise, it's still a bit garbage because, you know, you're getting more modern references that come before the references in Trials of Apollo... Because this ser this this now trilogy is going to be set in the last semester of Percy's, or not the last semester, the last school year of Percy's high school career, and you know it might have some stuff that overlap. Oh no, actually, it has to be done before winter, so it's not even the full year. It has to be done before winter for him to to do it. Because he has a deadline of the winter solstice. I can't remember why the winter solstice is his his deadline. 
for getting the recommendations. I guess it's the admission period or whatever. But so, he, so yeah, this is the penultimate uh, semester that he has to do all these tasks. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it does. Uh, some other positives. Cause I need to try to bring up positives. Um, I mean, I don't think Percy actually uses his sword once properly in the entire book. It's a very chill, laid-back adventure. Something that you could crank out, you know, fairly easily. Uh, I'm trying to think out some more positives before I go into negatives, because I don't want to be super, super negative too much. You know, here, I'll do some negatives, and then I'll see about doing some more positives down the line. So negatives. Um, the language, as I mentioned earlier, him calling people boomers fucking sucked. Some, some, some of the references just are garbage. They're just straight up garbage. He literally mentions fucking WandaVision at one point. I'm like, what? Why? Why are you, uh... But again, it's, it's a short book, so it's a, a brisk get-through. You don't have to worry about it too much. Um, otherwise, I think I'll, I'll leave it there for the book. It, it's good. It just came out. So it's going to be a while. Now, the other way I learned about it being a trilogy is an article popped up shortly after the book released saying... That Rick Rorden has said that he might make this a trilogy if he has time. The thing is, he's written it already to be a trilogy. So it's going to be a trilogy regardless. It's just how long until the next book. With the writer's strike over, it's very likely that uh, he's going to be swinging into season two fully of the Percy Jackson TV series. But, on the other hand... He will probably, because these are short books, or they're probably almost certainly going to all be short books, very throughout New York kind of adventures, and that's fine. It just feels kind of unnecessary. It's like, oh, this new thing that is an obstacle in his way to happiness. It's, it's just weird. Okay, another positive, real quick. Uh, the the relationship dynamic between him and his dad is kind of interesting. Like, him and Poseidon. It's kind of interesting. It's, it's that awkward, like, you don't normally do stuff for me. Why are you doing stuff for me now? <laughs> kind of thing. But, yeah. But I do like the relationship dynamics between everyone. Um, trying to wait and figure out if, like, Grover is going to disappear at some point because of the stuff that goes that happens in California coming up. I don't know. It's it's a whole thing. But overall it's a fine book. I would rate it overall below the Heroes of Olympus books. Cuz it's okay, but his his incessant need to force modern-ish language into the books is getting a little bit awkward and a bit desperate at times. But yeah. Yeah. 
it's okay. Now let's talk about the challenge overall. How, how, how was it? Was it good? It was all right. So the challenge was to pretty much read the books that I haven't read. And I would say I accomplished that. This was just a big old excuse to, to catch up on my reading list. Um, and it, it was fine. I mean, the, it started off fairly easy, but me going on that adventure did throw me off massively. And me just finding out that I absolutely hate the Kane Chronicles um, was, was a surprise. I wasn't expecting to absolutely hate the Kane Chronicles, but I did. The, the more you know, I guess. <laughs> the Magnus Chase books were, like I said, they're, they're kind of bland, but okay. His his handling of like Samira and Alex are a bit awkward, and from some of the things that I've seen, like some people don't like uh, Samira, some people don't like Alex. But you know, that's going to happen with a lot of characters. But some of the, a lot of times, it's people don't like how they were handled. Personally, with Samira, I feel like it's kind of interesting to see a character that is actually like fully believes in a thing. But that's not how, her, at least how I interpreted her character to actually be in the first book. But that's what she ended up becoming in the second book, to where she was fully devout for some reason in the third book. So much so that even when she is given permission to postpone things, she's decided to not postpone things. She's decided to make herself suffer because religion. Not the best message I, I would personally put out there, but hey, I guess to each their own. But yeah, that's that. The, the best Percy Jackson books are the original five because they make sense. I like Trials of Apollo. It's pretty good. The only thing that annoyed me was the, you know, trying to wedge modern modern language terms in as well as trying to shove it into a weirdly compressed timeline that's constantly shifting now. It it blows my mind. It also is very weird that Rick Rorden instead of deciding to progress the series, He's decided to go back and fill in some minor potential blanks. And he decided to do it with a trilogy of books. It, he feels very hesitant to move forward. Based on the Trials of Apollo, he seems to have some form of plan in place for where the series is going to go. But he seems reluctant to actually go. You know? He... He said something up vaguely in the end of the Trials of Apollo series. But then the furthest along book so far is the um, Sun and the Star, a Nico D'Angelo adventure, which I rank as the top book. It's so far my favorite of all of the books. It uh, it, it do good. <laughs> um, but that even that doesn't try to continue the setup for much of anything. It's just closure for Nico's character. So, yeah, so then after that came out, he decided to go backwards and fill in some minor blanks of of how Percy finished his last year of school, I guess. It's, it's awkward. 
And I, I would guess that something big kind of has to happen to where Annabeth tells him at the beginning of Trials of Apollo, no questing. Like, no big quests. At the beginning of Trials of Apollo, it makes sense because it's like, oh, you know, they just came back from Greece. Of course she would, and Tartarus, of course she doesn't want them to, you know, do that. Do any more big quests. But, no, I guess, you know, maybe something happening during the gathering of the recommendations makes her say no more quests for a bit. It's, it's weird. It's confusing. <laughs> But yeah, um, so so what's happening? Am I going to continue doing a challenge? No, not right now. I'm I'm taking a nice break. I've just spent the past twenty six odd weeks reading books back to back to back to back. I want to take a little bit of a break. I want to be able to stream a bit. Uh, I also have a job I need to do. Um, surprise adventure update. <laughs> so, so yeah. You, you guys might remember uh, the, the last adventure update. I said no more adventures for a little while because this last one kind of opened my eyes to some things and that I didn't really want to, to do fully. Um, so I was looking around for some other potential jobs and whatnot. Then the company that I mentioned in my very first adventure update uh, got back to me, finally. So the company that I was going to do some archaeology for, uh, they were doing a windmill project in Nebraska. And I was going to go there to, you know, do, do a site survey. But they didn't get the contract for that. They hired me before they had contract in hand. And thus I, I lost out on the job. Then a few months later, I got the one in Montana which beat the shit out of me. But then the company came back, the other company came back and said, hey, uh, we, we got another job. Are you interested? We have contract in hand this time. So I was like, yes, I'm interested. I need money. So um, yeah, new adventure. It's going to be throughout the month of October. But what does that mean for content like this, the podcast? Well, the podcast itself is going to become, for the next, after this, three uh, episodes, pre-recorded. It's the spooky month, so I have three movies lined up that I'm going to real quick watch all three in this next week. Edit and upload the episodes so that they're ready to go out while I'm gone. I'm not going to rely too much on the, the quality of the internet where I'm going. Uh, those movies are... The first Resident Evil movie, the, the Mila Jovovich one. The first Silent Hill movie. And the first Alien movie. I'm going to do those three over the next three weeks. Because it's spooky month. Then I'm going to, when I get back, do a book slash movie discussion about Halloween Party by Agatha Christie. Or as it's currently known in the... By the reprinted cover and the movie that came out, A Haunting in Venice. So I'm while I'm gone, I'm going to read that book. It's very short, but I'll read it and I'll come back. 
and discuss the movie as well as the book. I've already seen the movie. I was going to do an episode on it before, but I want to do it with the book. And also, you know, I was waiting for some other stuff to happen. Uh, what does that mean for streams? It doesn't mean a whole lot. With the challenge over, I plan on doing more streams. I plan on, before Spider-Man 2 comes out, finishing the two Spider-Man games that I currently have. In fact, they are both currently on my PS5, and I plan on streaming them soon. In fact, this this week, I plan on at least doing two streams of Spider-Man PS4, see if I can maybe see if I'm getting it done, or at least halfway through. Otherwise, when I leave, I am going to take my PS5 with me. And I intend to, while in the hotel room, on my days off, because I actually get days off this time, I'm going to stream. I'm going to stream out and about. Playing some Spider-Man, getting it done. And I would probably also end up doing a Spider-Man 2 stream while I'm out there. It's, it's going to be an interesting time, <laughs> to be honest. But something I am looking forward to doing. I'll have to double check some dates and what happens where and what overlaps, etc. But yeah, I do intend to try and stream while I'm out there. It's going to be extremely hard, but I'm going to try to do it. <laughs> Uh, let's see. What else is there to talk about content-wise? Is there going to be anything happening at the end of the episodes, like the challenge update? No. Um, from this point on, for at least a good while, there's not going to be any, like, additional end thing that'll end up boosting the episodes. So, a lot of episodes might end up being shorter for a good while going forward. Uh, will I do a challenge again in the future? Yes, but it's going to take a different form. It's not going to be a massive set of one thing. You know, I'm thinking maybe... Like, there's some things that it would be a lot of stuff, but I don't know. It's hard to say. It is very hard to say what the next challenge might be. But I do intend to do another one at some point down the line. If you have any suggestions of what a, a challenge two could be, uh, feel free to let me know. Uh, feel free to to you know write a review on on your podcast catcher of choice. Uh, add a comment to YouTube. Uh, whatnot. You know, have fun with it. I might even pick it out. If I have access to things. To give you an idea of things I have access to. I have all of the Doom games. Uh, but that might be a stream thing to do. I mean I could I could stream that one. Um, I have a lot of the Tales games. I, I could do that. I could do the Legend of Heroes games. The Kingdom Hearts games. I could do... Uh, th that's just games wise. I also have access to... you know. A bunch of very bad video game movies. I also have access to all of the Star Wars stuff, uh, movies and TV shows. So I could do like a movie, TV show, chronological order kind of challenge. Yeah, those are just some of the ideas I've had as, as to what a challenge two could look like. But otherwise, uh, no, no challenges for at least 
the next six months while I'm figuring shit out. It's going to be a grand old time. But I think with that, though, we don't really have much else to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with that, um, yeah, the next episode is going to be the first Resident Evil movie with Mila Jovovich. It's going to be a, a fun old time. But, yeah, with that said, thank you guys so much for watching. If you guys like this, feel free to like, comment, subscribe. Check out my podcast on whatever podcast catcher choice you, uh, podcast catcher that you choose to use or here on YouTube where you can like, comment, and subscribe. Share it with your friends. Uh, Series-wise, I'm going to be focusing on streaming for a bit, so no... No edited series for a bit. Because I, I want to focus on getting Spider-Man done. And also, the last time I I tried to do the edited series while I was away, things didn't go very well. But I might do something later for an edited series. Anywho, with that said, once again, thank you guys so much for listening. I will talk to you guys later. Goodbye. <laughs>